jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! <laughs> <laughs> always a good start well i mean i pressed record with no idea of what to say (laughs) none for for the record that has never ever happened before on this show no it's always a very very uh good night See, we're like we are like the writers of mine of the smash hit Netflix K drama mine. We go in; everything has been tightly plotted out. Yeah, I've told people. Listen, I got my mother watching mine. I got Anthony watching mine. Oh. I have my friend Bridget watching mine. If you are listening to this and you're not watching mine on Netflix, look, it's 16 episodes of the best television you will ever see in your entire life. For real. So. Please. Literally, okay. as we were saying before we were recording, because we've been gushing about mine for months now, um, most feminist show ever made, right? Yeah, for sure. It's incredible. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. I love it. I love it. And it was very fitting. It's it's arguably the only thing, besides Fright Gown, it's arguably the only thing I did for Pride Month was watch mine. It's the only thing mm-hmm. that gave me pride. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Pride Month's over. Guess what? Mine is also perfect for Wrath Month because it's about that too. Right. That's true. So there you go. That's This is our sponsored ad. Perfect. Use code Deborah Hill for 10% off <laughs> mine. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I haven't, uh, well, this is going to be a good episode. I could tell already. <laughs> I was looking at the clock. I'm like, not even two minutes. In. I know. <laughs> I mean, well, if anybody ever had any doubt as to whether this show is at all scripted, I feel like we've dispelled that over the last couple of episodes. Right? This is not a scripted show. Yeah. Secrets out, everyone. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, usually even Anthony... I mean, you... I, I will say we have fallen into a pattern of I start flapping my gums... Mm-hmm. When the show starts, and we I say, tell. "Well, we say, you know, do you have any upfront business? Yes or no? Do you? Yes or no? Yes." But usually, I'll start flapping my gums. Anthony has no idea what's going to come out of my face hole. No. And today, apparently, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting. It's life on the edge, man. We. Listen, we already issued the disclaimer in our triumphant, is it triumphant, return episode last week that we don't know how to do this anymore. Yeah, I've completely forgotten. We are rebuilding our lives just like the rest of you. Yeah. Um, Well, I think all the rest of you have already rebuilt and are fine. (laughs) And we're still traumatized and in our bunkers. (laughs) Yeah, we're still soft. (laughs) That's 
okay. Okay. Uh, no, here's what I can do. Last week, I mentioned a couple of things. Right now, I will puke out my self-promotion to get it out of the way because I, I said things, but I didn't say specific things. If I'm going to... I don't have words today. I but... love I love the challenge of you trying to promo yourself. <laughs> like you set up a prologue. Even in the last episode, you were like, yeah, I was involved with things that I might have taken part in doing that I was honored to be a part of. And I was like, oh, like your DVDs that you wrote the booklet for? <laughs> like, well, I don't understand what my problem is. I This is actually a, a problem that I've had for years that I do... At least try to try to work on, yeah. let's say. You know what I mean? Like, it's come up. I just, I don't know why I, why it's such an issue for me. But who cares? That's... Uh, I, think, I think it's called being the smart gay kid. Mm. Um, who is also a woman. <laughs> and not encouraged to talk about themselves. That could be. But that so many people talk about themselves till the sun explodes but stacy are they smart i don't want to cast aspersions <laughs> <laughs> okay so you did some things okay so i did some things well i was on uh, an episode of evolution of horror again yes that was a lot of fun mike invited me back and we talked about invasion of the body snatchers perfect 1956 movies. And 1978. We talked about both of them. Oh, so you ignored the truly cutting-edge film. I know. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen that, and I haven't seen... uh, I have... I have... There's a Body Snatchers with Meg Tilly in it, and I have not seen it somehow. Wait! Yeah. Wait! We had addressed... When I went through my Body Snatcher moment, we addressed the fact that I hadn't seen 78. I did not know that you had not seen 95. Well, I wasn't going to admit it. You have not seen Body Snatchers? The Invasion Continues? I have not. I really should rectify that. What's wrong with me? No, because we were only watching, we were only going to talk about those two. So we touched on the other ones, basically to say, no, I haven't seen them. And I also haven't seen uh, The Invasion, written by Dave Kajanik. Written by our good friend, friend of Gaylords of Darkness, (laughs) owner of the acclaimed bumper sticker, Dave Kajanik, from Ohio. What is my, oh, Ohio. Oh my God, remember when he did that. Yeah. What is my problem? Stacy? So, okay, not only is it Meg Tilly and Gabrielle Anwar, but one Ugh. Christine Elise, who you also love from Child's Play and... What? And 90210, or no, Melrose Place. Which one was she in? Excuse me. She was the Valentine. Yeah. She was in 90210. Emily Valentine. Emily Valentine. I love her. Stacy, they're all in it. And it's what am by I, Ava right. Ferrara, so it's really weird. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I'm going to do that tonight, then. Because that's just too much. There's no reason. Before the world melts away, I need to see it, so I might as well just do it tonight. It's so good. It There's a, there's a great Meg Tilly nude scene, but she wouldn't do it. So um, there's a huge part in the credits where it says, Body Double by Jennifer. <laughs> and it just says that in like cursive in huge letters. Jennifer Convertible. It's Jennifer Convertible. 
She sells couches and does nude scenes. I love Jennifer Convertibles. She's living the life. Yeah. It's also yeah. the Marvin Star work in their, in their movie. <laughs> love oh, is it? Yeah, I love Jennifer Convertibles. <laughs> yeah. ah, you well, see it. So you did that. I did that, and that was a lot of fun. I love going on that show. Mike's a, a great, uh, he's a great host. He knows, unlike us, he knows what he's doing. He knows stuff. He's really smart. Cause, well, because he has the big accent. Right. So even if he says something stupid, which he does pretty often, honestly. <laughs> Not to cast dispersions. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But, but the accent helps, right? The accent helps, because then it tricks you into thinking he's even smarter. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's okay. very kind. Yeah. <laughs> he's very, very nice about our show. A, and, and a lot of Gaylords listeners uh, have c- come over, have joined our cause thanks to his show. Yeah, it's a, fan, it's a fantastic show. So if you're not, if you're a Gaylords listener who's not listening to Evolution of Horror, <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> so, uh, so that was a grand old time. Uh, what else? Ah, yes, uh, Arrow Video is releasing. Now, these are UK releases, so if you can play a Blu-ray from region whatever that is. Two? Two? B? 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 (laughs) Uh, I wrote an essay for their upcoming edition of Tale of Two Sisters. Hell yeah. um, Which is coming out, I think, in August, I feel. Uh, and I also wrote an essay for, they're coming out with a box set of Children of the Corn, one through three. <laughs> and I wrote an essay for that. I love like, the, two opposite. the line at the good one with Karen Black. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Watching those movies again to write that essay, I'm like, I love these movies. Oh, yeah. I really do. Yeah. They are very special very special movies that is absolutely the word for them mm-hmm. so um so yeah i mean you can buy them anyway even if you can't play them if yeah. you just want to look the packages are beautiful and you can oh, read my essays that's a very good point i keep saying hey i can't support you stacy because i don't know how to play the movie but you wrote the thing that's printed that i don't need the movie to for that's true is worse. And it's it's opposite ends of the spectrum with Tale of Two Sisters and Children of the Corns. <laughs> so I'm really showing my range, you yeah, know, yeah, as a yeah. writer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? The Etheria Film Festival is happening on Shudder right yes. now through the end of July. I got to be a judge. Oh, that's and, awesome. And tell people what I think. That's awesome. <laughs> Etheria is wicked cool uh, and has in, always showcases incredible work um, by women filmmakers. Yes. And there's some good ones. Let me tell you, they're all short films. Um, you could watch them all in a single evening mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I highly suggest checking it out this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's up till end of July, right? Because it went on. Yes. Like later June and then it's up mm-hmm. in a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check that out. Yeah. Love Ethereum. And uh, I don't know, Rue Morgue is still happening. I still got my column. So if you've subscribed to Rue Morgue magazine, thank you. Keep the lights on. Uh, you know, I haven't gotten the new issue yet with my new 
column in it. I'm waiting for it. I keep staring at my stack of room morgues on my coffee table, and I keep saying, when do I get my... my uh, well, I'm not going to spoil what your next column's about, but when do I get it? Because I need it. <laughs> we can't... Should I spoil it? It's It'll be issue 201. Issue 200 had my column... My first column. I popped my columnar chelly, cherry. <laughs> <laughs> You're... <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> I popped my columnar cherry with uh, talking about killer workout, Rhonda yeah. Johnson. Of course, the column is called Devils in the Details, where I take a stupid detail of, from a horror movie that I can't stop thinking about, and I talk about it. <laughs> like, uh, question mark? Yeah. yeah, question mark. Is that a good pitch? Yes. So, yeah, so it continues on in every issue. The next one, we're not going to say what it is, but okay. but it addresses a huge quandary that you have brought up on this show. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, it, it's been trapped in my head ever since you addressed it. <laughs> it's a long-standing beef that I have. I can't wait to read about it. Yeah. So, so Rue Morgue, check it out, man. Do it. Get it. Yeah. I guess that's it. That's all. That's all the things. That's so exciting. Look at you. Working hard. Sure. Making a content. No, I can't say content. I hate that that fucking word. Just kill me. I hate that Writing stuff. I apologize. It's all right. I don't make content, really. That's one thing I don't do. (laughs) Well, guess what? Content is, what, OnlyFans? Not to shame that, but, like, (laughs) let's be real, (laughs) y'all. It's either you're pointing a TikTok at yourself or you're, you know, yeah. that's what content is. Exactly. I don't Is it do. art? <laughs> Probably. Ceci n'est pas un TikTok. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, okay, that's enough of me. You doing anything, Anthony? Fuck you! No, you <laughs> I got nothing. No, you must have things to point at. No, People. I'm not doing shit. I'm not Good. doing shit. Good. I'm not doing shit. I'm done doing anything ever. Um, Good for no, you. I'm just writing. I'm writing stuff. I'm writing about ancestral trauma. <laughs> well. And PTSD. And so I'm gonna. I'll. You know, one day I'll tell people about it. But I'm not. It's not there yet. I wrote about children of the corn. <laughs> Children of the Maze. That's what you can call yours. Yeah. (laughs) It's the Indian word for it. Yeah, you can have that. I'll give it back. (laughs) Thank you for this act of rematriation. All is better. Wait, is it Indigenous Peoples Month? Should I wait? No, that's not till Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's because we put it in Thanksgiving month because we get uncomfortable. Or no, is that October? Because we we, want to be uncomfortable before we have to talk about... Mm. I can't remember what they did. Um, But I will say... (laughs) I will say props to all the indigenous people burning down churches in Canada. That makes me really happy. Canada's really showing its ass right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, right? But you know what's funny is that shit, because... this has been really sickening and horrific to watch. And that's what, part of why I've been writing about this, this cycle of ancestral trauma and all this stuff. Um, is seeing all of these instances of these graves, these horrible mass grave sites being found at residential schools. 
Um, which, you know, if you know a Native person, their family came from residential schools. I mean... Um, and, and, and it, this is showing up all over Canada. Canada's pretending it's not a thing. Um, a lot of amazing Canadians are, are speaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, everyone keeps forgetting that we also had these in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, like, my fam, my dad was born and raised at the old, second to the oldest one in the country, where... Is several years ago a woman, a woman doctor, scientist <gasps> from, from yeah, a woman doctor from University of Montana, I believe, or Missoula. Um, she actually used underground imaging, and she found the graves of potentially hundreds to if not thousands of of unmarked graves um, oh under God. the under the ground. There, nobody's talked about that. Um, so this is a, this is all over. But it makes people feel bad. It makes people feel bad. So we don't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, let's not acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. So if you know an indigenous person, uh, reach out and ask if they're okay because it's fucked up. God. So so that's all I've been doing. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, you you did a really good promo, and then I made it really sad. Well, (laughs) let me tell you more about killer workout. I'm doing the real work over here. <laughs> no, listen, you are because you, <laughs> because you are a woman surviving and finding joy in I see. this planet where graves of children are being uncovered, where we're putting up with the, the heat death of the universe is happening in microform on this planet. Yeah. Um, and you are you are bringing happiness to the masses and making them continue to move on. I see. That is important, Stacey. I see. They have sent in the clown, apparently. (laughs) Get her her to talk about the corn. But, Doctor, I am (laughs) Pagliacci! Anyway. Well. Wait, wait. I have a question for you. Yes. And this is this is off show stuff, but we can talk about on show because it might benefit the listeners. Mm. A few like months ago, at some point in our hiatus, oh, years no. ago in our hiatus, Stacy texted me and was like, and I can always tell when this when the, <laughs> when Blacey is beginning to take hold. I don't like where this is going on. <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but I don't like I'm it. I'm not narking on you like I traditionally do every episode. But so Stacy texts me and she's like Hey, do I want to watch the Mothman prophecies? Oh, and yeah. I was like, and I was like, no, you won't like it. And then you're like, but it has. And I was like, it has Deborah Messing. You won't like it. And you're like, but it also. And like every text that you sent me back, I could tell you were asking for permission to watch the Mothman <laughs> <Yeah>! prophecies. <laughs> so finally, so finally, I had to do the thing where I just said, okay, Stacy, there is a scene where the Mothman says chapstick in a way w- that I have not been able to not say chapstick ever since. And you were like, oh, fuck, I gotta watch it. Did you watch the Mothman Prophecies? Immediately forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that checks out more than you trying to convince yourself to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of like, it's like sometimes that text thread will be enough for me. The, the, you experience the bizarreness of the movie. It's like, oh, Deborah Messing's in it. Laura Linney is floating in the river with Christmas presents, 
and the Mothman <laughs> says chapstick. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, I I had thank you for letting me address it on air um, non consensually because I did have to I did have to find out if you watched it or not. And I I love the the end result. Forgot about it until you just mentioned it. Actually, it's not good. I feel like it it makes appearances on the Shocktober list on Final Girl. I feel like it's one of those that people are like, it's so scary, and then I think, oh, that's what you said about the fourth kind. It's another fourth kind, right? Like it's the same genre, as Alex Trebek would say, R.I.P. It's the same. It's that same kind of film. Yeah. It, it it traumatized a generation that didn't have critical thinking skills or viewing skills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we just remember being unsettled by something, and there's a, a so a social fandom around it that maybe isn't deserved. Yeah. Anyway, a movie. We're talking about movie today. <laughs> yeah, a movie that Anthony is finally has seen now. Yes. After, I think, after you and our friends Raj and Caleb formed a Twitter cabal and cyber-bullied me constantly, <laughs> tagging me, saying, oh, has at the Carla Rossi still not seen the bad seed? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I haven't. Not out of spite, I just haven't seen it. And then last week, when we were trying to decide what to watch for this week, I said, you listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I was up against that alley behind the Yeah, <laughs> once again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I've got you pinned to the brick wall, and I'm like, you listen to me. We're going to watch the bad seed, all right? <laughs> you threw in a C in there, too. Yeah, <laughs> C. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm getting my goose flesh again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, okay. And yeah, so here like, we are. I said, that's absolutely reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Madam. <laughs> so here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, man, 1956. What the fuck? This is the beginning of the <gasps> evil child genre. What the fuck? Rhoda Penmark is a real fucking OG, let me tell you. Rhoda Pen... Pen... <laughs> I can't even say her name because she's so cool. It's like God. I can't say the name of God. Um, she's so fucking cool. She is the OG femme troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her. I will die for her because she'll murder me. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. 1956, yeah. like for reference. This was still almost 10 years before The Haunting. Yeah. Which is... Terrifying, but very tame compared to... This movie is insanity. (laughs) It's crazy. If you haven't seen it, look. I'm not... Like, I don't care about spoilers during the movie, but... For the the movie that's a century old? (laughs) Yeah. Well, but but that ending... Oh. You need to see the ending uh, unspoiled, I feel. Even though it is 110 years old. Like... Treat yourself to the end of the bad seed. Oh my god. All six endings, honestly. <laughs> it's what, crazy. Fucked up thing after fucked up thing after fucked up thing happens. It's 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 a shocking movie. It is shocking that this movie came out in nineteen fifty six. It's four years before Psycho. It's more fucked up than Psycho. I cannot believe I've gone, I cannot believe I've made it to the amount of years, the unnamed amount of years in my life. I cannot (laughs) believe I have made it to this number without having seen The Bad Seed. Yeah. I understand all the cyberbullying now. (laughs) I've unmuted everyone. I've re-followed everyone. (laughs) I cannot 
believe what happens in this movie. So we already issued the spoiler alert for the 70-year-old movie. So Well, that I mean, honestly, it had been a while since I'd seen it when I watched it last night. And <laughs> but that ending. I I mean, I just am laughing and screaming and clapping and crying. Like it's just <laughs> It is a shocker. There's a part of me that doesn't want anything to happen to Rona, right? Right. Because I'm like, she's just so evil and terrifying and <laughs> yeah. also a queen. Like, I'm like, yeah. yeah, kill that child because that was your penmanship medal. I was like, the, 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 what, the fucking end of this movie is that this little girl knew that she was the rightful winner of the penmanship medal. <laughs> And that's why this little boy had to die. And I'm like, there's a part of me that identifies with that. Like, the the part of me that's like, why am I the only one that did the homework? Or why am I the only one that did the group project? Like she said, she had the best penmanship. Why didn't she win the award? <laughs> right? Like, she's the rightful winner. It's just because they didn't like her. So she had to, she had to end him. So she killed him. <laughs> So I'm with her, for the record. <laughs> um, and then I don't want anything bad to happen to her. There is a there is one ending that is like very sad and shocking, mm-hmm. and thoughtful and and grotesque. And then we make it past that, and then there's another ending, and then she fucking explodes. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't... Maybe there are German words for it. I don't know. But, like, the euphoria that I feel. Because yes. it is a like a drug-like euphoria. Yes. When Rhoda gets out of bed and puts on her galoshes and her raincoat and her raid hat. Because you know what? It's her fucking medal. And she's gonna go get her penmanship medal. Even though her mother threw it in the lake. And her plan is to shine a flashlight at the water (laughs) during a storm. Oh, there's a torrential thunderstorm and this bitch walks across town in the middle of the night with a scowl on her face. She sets up her Alcatraz, escape from Alcatraz fake out dummy in her bed. (laughs) Complete with her own pigtails, just in case her father checks on her. You, you, when you realize what she's doing, it's because at first you think like, is she going to go to the hospital and finish off her mother? I like, thought, yeah, because I, I thought this was the original, like you know, like how um, the Black Christmas remake or Scream Four, they have the like, here's the end of the movie, and now the killer is coming back in the hospital to kill the final right. girl. I thought this was the the OG that. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. oh no, she's going for the medal. She's going for the medal, and it just fills me with so much happiness. Yes. And then she's like on the pier of shining her flashlight in the murky water in the thunderstorm. And then a fucking lightning bolt comes <laughs> down and obliterates the pier and wrote a pen mark. I like. Love- <laughs> like. An explosion. It's so good. I love, I love it so much. I love that she... It's not just like she gets hit by lightning. It's like the lightning... <laughs> fucking explodes the entire dog. Yeah. 
and you just see a little dummy fly into the water. <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. And and I'm like, you know, I really wanted to see her make it, but this has me screaming. Yeah. It was just like, I get what you're saying with the euphoria. It was very similar to the X-Cross effect. Yes. Where yes. I, I immediately, like, I did the Super Bowl yell and I started clapping and mm-hmm. I was just, it was just, we were laughing hysterically. Yeah. Rhoda Penmark is such a real one that the only way she can be taken down is by the actual wrath of God. Yeah, by an act of God <laughs> is the only way you can end her. You can, you can give her a lethal overdose of sleeping pills. She'll be tap sh- dancing the next yeah, morning. And, and shoot yourself and <laughs> she will still come back. It's unbelievable. Rhoda Penmark, yeah. She should have won the Penmanship Award, right? <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's such a prim and proper, like, upstanding young woman. She's very fastidious and perfect and is ready with a curtsy. She's dressed like fucking Annabelle meets John Bonet Ramsey the whole movie. She's in frills and and pigtails and She's like Baby Jane, basically. She's Baby Jane, absolutely. Like she would grow up into Baby Jane. Yes. Also, right? Like Yes. No doubt about it. Uh she goes on a school field trip and a little boy, Claude Daigle. Who just happens to be the one who did win the penmanship award. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, drowned in the lake. Who knows? Had bruises all over him. <laughs> and a crescent-shaped mark on his head. Honestly, like, I know it's horrible that the child died. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I get those feelings and I'm like, she beat him to death with her tap shoes. <laughs> That she made herself. <laughs> she made Because it. she's a frugal queen. And I just feel like, God, I'm so happy movies were invented. Right? Like, honestly. So there's a big mystery. What happened to Claude Daigle? Uh, Rhoda's mother, Christine, who oh. is a hot piece. Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, begins. To... <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted thinking about Christine Penmark. Pardon mm-hmm. me. Uh, she got that voice. Give me yeah, that she does. Voice. Give me that husky voice. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she begins to suspect Rhoda. It's just this movie is crazy. It's absolutely bonkers. It feels very. It's, it began as a book and then was adapted to a stage play. The film feels very much like a like a staged play, and like it's the film cast play. of the play, I believe. Yeah, so there's a lot of monologuing, and I am a hundred percent here for it. Um, a lot of just sort of tableaus of people spread out throughout the room, as if we are in a theater audience looking at them. While they monologue and have dialogue. Like, it feels like you're watching a play happen, really. My Yeah, and, and the set design to match. Like, yes. my, my favorite thing about uh, old-timey living room st- sets in, like, a the- in a theatrical setting in a play are, like, what is the layout of this living room and why are there 800 <laughs> chairs that all face away from each other? <laughs> yeah. 
And you get plenty of that in this film. Yeah, everything's in a line. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, it's an apartment building. We have the landlord, Monica oh, Breedlove, queen. Monica, yeah. She loves Rhoda. With her own, like, husky kind of Betty Davis voice, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, she's your, like... Marie Dressler kind of like a character actress like older kind of chubby character actress who just like has that accent gives you the comedic moments you just adore the character every fucking time oh she's so good and she's that so line good. she's obsessed she, as she calls herself the oversized analyst she's obsessed with <laughs> psychoanalysis <laughs> And, and, oh, just that part where she analyzes herself and she talks about how she married a man named Breedlove because she was attracted to the name. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, the first word love, or the second syllable love, <laughs> and the first syllable. <laughs> it's just so funny. She loves Rhoda. It's not going to be enough to save you from Rhoda if you have something that Rhoda wants. Like, say, a bird or a <laughs> crystal ball. A treasure. She loves treasures. She does love a good treasure. That she keeps in her treasure box. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, her mother asks her about, uh, they moved there from Wichita, I believe she said. And uh, what happened to the nice old landlady in Wichita? Rhoda killed her. Which, that is introduced way late into the story. Yeah. Like, okay, wait, you're telling, she's already involved in one suspicious death for treasure? <laughs> yeah. But she wanted that crystal ball with the fish in it. Mm-hmm. who wouldn't who wouldn't so she just nudged the old woman who then happened to fall down icy stairs yeah you know who can say if rhoda really did it however the handyman leroy who taunts rhoda throughout the entire movie basically like i know what you did i know you killed that boy he's really awful and so uh rhoda (laughs) locks him in the basement and Sets it on fire. Burns mm-hmm. him alive. <laughs> like, this girl, she is a bad seed. Like, she is a bad seed. That's the title of the film. That's the title of the film. <laughs> it's a very accurate title, I find. I don't want to be controversial, but that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> this is your Vulture article. <laughs> <laughs> this is my tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Christine... Hot mom eventually finds out that she is actually adopted. And she is actually the daughter of a murderess. And so there's the question of, is this hereditary? Can a bad seed come from a bad lineage? Mm-hmm. Or is, is it nature or nurture? Right? Uh, it's funny how much of it is uh this like the the kind of tackling of a childhood sociopaths Mm -hmm. um and sociopathy or whatever how much of it is rooted in like psychology that they didn't yet understand yes and so it's just like everyone's kind of philosophizing about these things especially at one point in the movie but nobody really knows what's up and then and then this whole plot point of like that it's hereditary becomes introduced which i don't know if that's real uh, yeah but i love it and i love the melodrama oh this movie is such melodrama there's long stretches where i mean wrote oh so she doesn't i mean she doesn't kill that many people Right? It's not like she's on a massacre rampage. This isn't Bloody Birthday or something. So there are long stretches where it's people monologuing and talking and having conversations. 
and the the, the 1950s melodrama yes. comes out with Christine, you know, hand to forehead, and oh, what have oh. I done? It's I live. Yeah, for her it. her life just falling apart. Like you can't help. She Christine Nancy Kelly is incredible as Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nominated for an Oscar for this. She's fantastic. And it's that thing. It's just like it's that it's that camp gold of like how do you make something that is both so over the top and yet does have sincere emotion at the heart of it, mm-hmm. and it works both ways. Yes. Um. And and she just does a she delivers a masterclass in that in this film. Um. And I found it very appropriate when I after the movie ended and I put on I looked at the special features on the Blu-ray. Uh, the commentary is by Patty McCormick, a.k.a. Rhoda, and Charles Bush, who uh, wrote, you know, Die, Mommy, Die, and uh, mm-hmm. Psycho Beach Party, and made a whole career out of it. And I was like, how perfect, because the Christine role is every Charles Bush role. Like, he specializes yeah. <laughs> in playing these women whose lives are falling apart. Yeah. And it's, and oh yeah, I just felt that was very fitting. I love Christine. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. And I think it's re- really makes this movie unique yeah in this little subgenre mm-hmm. it just it really works for me and it should but that's the thing is like how does it work yeah i don't understand how it works and it's part of why i love it so much because it is it's a horror film it's also mm-hmm. a drama it's also a melodrama mm-hmm. it's also very funny mm-hmm and all of those things work. It works on all of those levels, which is just bonkers to me. Because it shouldn't. It, it like I think the only people that have really combined horror and comedy. I don't know. I guess maybe Ari Aster or Eggers kind of do that now. But I just don't see. I don't I know think... how you pull it off. It's like it's like Fassbender. It's like how do you make something so overtly campy but so sincere? I think it works because of the performances. Yes. If the performances were a note off in any direction, I think it would fall apart. Yes. It would become it would become too over the top and too everybody would just be laughing at it, not mm-hmm. not at the jokes, but at what's going on. Mhm. I think they just really strike the perfect balance between the drama and the melodrama and the abject horror because so many shocking things happen in this movie. It's so it's so endless. It's insane. And also I think it it owes to the the way it's filmed that it does feel like a theater production and so yeah. that lends it an an air of not importance but like maybe seriousness or something that it might not have if it was filmed any other way. Mm-hmm. Like a legitimacy, I feel. I feel like we are watching veteran actors on stage. Yes. So when Mrs. Daigle keeps showing up and she's she's drunk off her ass and she'll just talk for 10 minutes. When Christine has a 10 minute monologue, it's like in any other movie, it would feel really out of place and strange, but it works here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. I think it absolutely does come down to the acting. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Mervyn Leroy's direction you know, he knew what he was doing with this film and with these actors. But these actors, I mean, they had perfected these roles on on stage for like two years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, like well, all three women in this film, or the three, I mean, the real, well, I wish Aunt Monica too, but 
But Mrs. Daigle, Christine, and Patty as Rhoda were all nominated for Oscars for this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like thinking about, I think, the, the balancing act where it gets really tricky of how do you make it funny but heartbreaking, for me, most comes through with Mrs. Daigle. Yeah. Um, she is incredible. Yeah. Every time she shows, like, she's playing the sloppy drunk, like, she's the comic relief. But she's also the only depiction we have of someone that close to grief. Like, we get Christine and her terror, but the only person that's actively grieving in the film until, you know, Christine begins to access grief, but the only person that is actively knows they're grieving and says they're grieving and makes everyone else uncomfortable because they're grieving is Mrs. Daigle. And just how does she balance that comedy of being this drunk with this sincere, like, it is heartbreaking watching her. And I'll never forget this character now that I've seen it. And and the fact that I can, like, want to cry over her, the depth of her sadness, while also laughing and writing down her first, you know, her line. She comes in and she says, I know you don't want me here, and I don't either, so I got a little drunk and came over. Like, how? Yeah. How does she do it? Well, I think, again, it, it goes back to the way it's filmed and staged, is mm-hmm. that... She will literally have a monologue and the camera will just be trained on her. And as an actor, she is allowed to just go. It's not all fancy editing and this shot and that shot. It's like the camera is on her and she gets to go through an entire monologue that takes her through funny moments and moments of grief and Mm -hmm. moments of self-loathing and moments of fear and moments of joy. Like when she sees Rhoda... Mm-hmm. You know, she gets to experience a whole range of emotions and we don't cut away. No mm-hmm. one else is talking. It's like the spotlight is completely on her and it's amazing. And we don't get these kind of depictions, like you said, of grief in horror movies. Unless the horror movie itself is about grief. Yeah, unless it's like, hereditary. <laughs> unless it's hereditary or something or someone taking revenge because they're grieving, like Mrs. Voorhees or whatever. Yeah. But here we have, you know, like, yes, I delight at the fact that Rhoda killed someone because she wanted that fucking penmanship medal that she felt that she deserved. Because <laughs> she did. But here we see the fallout of it, of this older couple who have lost the light of their lives. And we get to see their grief and, like, the ripple effect of what Rhoda is doing rather than just, like, oh, she killed that boy and that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we don't, as a culture, we don't acknowledge grief ever. Right. Like you said, unless it's in, like, a Tony Collette movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and, and we don't, like, we don't reference it or acknowledge it in real life. We don't acknowledge death in real life. Look at the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't, we don't, we also don't really want to see depictions of it. Like, we see depictions of death, but we never see the grieving process. Right. Um, that's that's one thing that's so missing in horror movies. That's actually, I mean, that's, I mean, I can't believe I'm going to bring this up in conversation with about the Bad Seed, which is a genuinely great film. But, like, one thing that I was drawn to about Rob Zombie's, Robert Zombie's Halloween 2, <laughs> is that, you know, in that, it's about, okay, so Lori has survived, and now you see her having to go to therapy. Now you see her going home to her friend whose face is covered in slashes. Like... That was interesting to me because we don't get to see the other side of what happens after a killer destroys your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Mrs. Daigle, man, she just ripped, ripped my heart out of my soul while making me laugh and want to, like, perform that role. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she's amazing. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. 
when Rhoda says to her mother, like, she comes home from the field trip. They have canceled the field trip early because Claude Daigle drowned. And her mother says, <laughs> you know, oh, like, you know, are, are you upset? Like, let's talk about this. And Rhoda says, why should I feel sorry? It was Claude Daigle who got drowned, not me. And then she <laughs> roller skates away. Yeah! <laughs> Again. My blood is alive with joy. I thought it was exciting. Can I have a peanut butter sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Patty McCormick is so good in this movie. She's incredible. Um, And has gone on to kind of, uh, not parody quite, but like she was in Mommy and Mommy 2, where she plays the killer mommy, you know, to kind of play off the bad seed sort of thing. But it's Hmm. like, she's just, Rhoda Penmark is an icon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. And it's funny, it's actually really funny following up um, last week, you know, we did Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane, and it's really funny following that with this. Yeah. Because there is some overlap. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think, like, with... uh, well, one, you know, like I was pointing on the last episode, I was talking about looking up, you know, killer kids and um, Rin from Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane shows up and it's like, what the fuck? But she was literally just trying to not be raped. <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Uh, versus Rhoda, who is killing for the penmanship medal. God bless her. <laughs> but like, but then also the movie does a really fascinating balancing act where it knows that this 1956 audience is going to be horrified by Rhoda's actions and is going to condemn her. And that therefore makes it okay later for her mother to give her a lethal dose of sleeping pills and shoot herself, which they both survive, only for Rhoda to then ultimately be punished by being exploded by lightning. Um, that becomes okay for a 1956 film because of Rhoda's actions. But simultaneously, the film also, it just, that this fucking balancing act just kills me, where they also introduce Leroy, and he's so vile. Yeah. And I, I definitely read a coded, like, pedophile or pervert kind of thing with him. Oh, in, for sure. In this film. Um, he very much, Leroy very much, like, I, I imagine this is just Kevin Spacey in real life. Like, this is what <laughs> Leroy is. Um, but, like... The whole movie, you just wait. You're like, well, I, f- I guess I feel bad about the little boy, maybe. I feel bad about Mrs. Daigle, for sure, if not her son. But, like, <laughs> but you are you are cheering her on, waiting to see what she does to Leroy. Yeah. And then that scene. Oh, my. When he finally gets what's coming, so on. Well, it, I mean, not to victim blame. <laughs> I mean. He, did, he flapped his gums an awful lot and kept telling her that he was going to turn her in and all of this like she's he sprayed her with a hose he sprayed her with a hose before she even killed well she killed that other old woman but before she killed the (laughs) child and before she planned to kill monica (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean he kept taunting her what did he it's kind of you know what do you expect you keep poking a bear what do you think's gonna happen Mm -hmm. you know so and then she steals some matches and sets them on fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> and just that's, I mean, for 1956, a child has already been drowned. We found out about a woman being thrown down a staircase. Um, and now it's a grotesque and violent off screen death, but the sound design. Yeah. You might as well see it. And you see Monica and you see Christine reacting to it. And Christine goes into hysterics. 
Yeah. Like, cause she, and she's like, oh my god, the screams, the screams! You hear him, like, heaving and screaming on fire, and you hear his body hit the ground, and people saying, oh, he's, he's not waking up. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you might as well have seen everything. It is completely shocking how far this movie goes with the, like, what Rhoda does to people. And it's all off screen. Christine fucking gives her sleeping pills and then shoots herself. I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She tries to kill her child and then tries to kill herself. Fails at both. Way to go, Christine. I thought Christine, like, she, like, gives her the sleeping pill. Like, I, I was just horrified seeing. You can't see exactly because of the angle at her hand and her thumb and the way. You can't exactly see all the pills. And you just see Rhoda keep grabbing a pill after pill after pill and putting them in her mouth. Well, she says so many because she tells her it's it's vitamins. Yeah, and Rhoda, yeah. But... And Rhoda says so many. I thought she was done taking them, and she keeps taking more. And yeah. I'm like, what? And then she falls asleep reading her the story. She carries her to bed. I assumed that mother had already taken some pills herself. Yeah, shuts herself in the room, and then you hear a gunshot and a, a gunshot and a body drop. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I gotta say. The husband is a saint. Yes. Uh, he's away from the military, and he comes home for this. And he's like, it's okay. We'll be fine. I'm just glad you're better. It's like, your wife did just try to kill your daughter and herself. <laughs> yeah, Christine and... is aware that there might be legal reper- repercussions for her. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh no, darling, I'm so happy you're back. Yeah, it's It's all good, honey. It didn't work. Yeah, you know. So yeah, we'll be a family again now that you shot yourself in the face and tried to kill her daughter. We'll be back together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's what what a movie. What a fucking movie. Absolutely love this. Yay. Absolutely love this. I I have already told everyone in my in my circle about the bad seed. (laughs) Everyone who has not seen it like me. And wow, they don't make them like this. Yeah, that's the thing. You think, oh, 1956, what are they going to, you know? No, this movie is still a fucking shocker. Oh, yeah. Completely. Now, Stacey, all that said, I don't have a penmanship medal to dangle in front of you as much as I just have the offer of not not being dead. Uh, But with that said, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block? What? (laughs) Why does my brain shut down? As soon as you say that it's chopping block time, my brain is like, bye bye. Like, good day, madam. Yeah, well, I've done my part, and then it's out the door. It's like, no, we still have like 20 minutes left. Yeah, your, your brain is this like old timey cartoon that's like, I'll see myself out, and puts on its hat and its cane. It does yeah. a little dance out the door. I'm like, no, I have to answer questions. <laughs> I need you for this. Oh my God. Well, it's chopping block time. It is. It's our question and answer game. <laughs> uh, some well, each person chooses from three 
categories that consist of five questions each. You place your head on the chomping block. You have ten seconds to answer each question in the category you have chosen. Um, you have one opportunity to, to cry out, I want the wig. I wish Rhoda was wearing a wig. I know! <laughs> it could have been. Maybe that's not her hair. Maybe. But, alas, we have to settle for Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2, uh, which will appear on your head and give you ten more seconds because it has confused our non-binary executioner, the heads they, who is waiting to chop off your head. (laughs) If you answer incorrectly at any point or time runs out, they will do just that. Bye-bye head. Uh... And, you know, the other person goes, too. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. That's the chop of rock, right? Yeah, that is what the game is. Thank you. Okay, good. Yeah, we do remember that much. (laughs) I remember that much. It's, uh, it's, uh, okay. You asked first last time. I feel I remember that. Does that mean you ask first this time? Yes, if we're okay. going to alternate. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's be um, dependable queens. You have three new categories. Oh, shit. That's right. Three new categories. I had three new categories last week. I have three new categories this week. Not to cast aspersions <laughs> on anyone who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, on anyone. I don't know who <laughs> we might be talking about. <laughs> find out who shot JR later this fall. <laughs> Three new categories for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Category one. <laughs> the bad seeds. <laughs> this category is all about uh, plant-based horror. Oh, you just you just flipped the script. Not what That's I expected. Right. I love those this. kind of seeds. These are the kind of seeds that I don't know. Science. They come out of a plant. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Not the kind. Anyway. Category two. (laughs) Category two. The bad bleed. Oh, no. This category is all about some of the bloodiest scenes in horror movies. Mm. Iconically bloody scenes in horror movies. Category three, the bad read. (laughs) This is all about horror movies. (laughs) I know. This is all about horror movies that are based on books. Oh, I love books. That's right. You keep telling us on your Instagram. How much you love books. I love books. (laughs) Me read. Me read books. (laughs) So your categories are the bad seeds, the bad bleed, and the bad read. I want them all. They're so, these are all so exciting. Thank you. They rhyme. They're. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Did you just notice that? It's very subtle. It's very subtle. Um, like a poet. Uh, yeah. I, 
See, well, at first glance, I really want to go with the plants, but but I kind of want to test my gory knowledge with the bad bleeds. Mm. Oh, this is a challenge. Well, bring them, bring these back, please. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna dun, go with dun, bad bleeds. Dun. Bad bleeds for four hundred, please. The bad bleed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. This is very exciting. I wonder. I think you'll get these. Oh no, you wondered. Oh no. Well, oh, I don't know why I said that. Oh, Actually, no. you'll get these. You'll get these. Okay. Okay. Question one. Well, it's a statement. Uh, okay. Number one. I think we take for granted how fucked up the pig's blood prank in this movie is. Carrie! Yes, ding, ding, ding! And, and I agree with you, it is fucked up. It's fucked up, right? Who does that? It's a bucket of pig's blood. It's also like, it's not like they like went to a butcher and just got the blood. Like they went to a farm and killed a pig. Yeah. Filled a bucket with its blood. Dumped the blood. Like, oh. That's fucked like, up. That is really fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Well, glad we agree. Okay, good. Consensus. Thank you. All right, here we go. Okay, Question okay. two. These two properties feature our heroines emerging from a big pool of blood. Two? Well, the descent is one, and the other is, um, oh, is it, is it wrong turn? No. No. <laughs> well, maybe I... I don't know. Is it fair? I was thinking Tomb Raider. I said... Oh! I was thinking movies! I know. I said probably. Excuse me! Quote, unquote. <laughs> no adjacent. Excuse me? I, All right. Okay. I enact. I enact. Um, I would like to call on and enact the famous right. no adjacent UN treaty... Of 2019, 20. 2019, 20? Okay, it was, that doesn't, it was one that doesn't sound very legally binding. <laughs> the UN but established okay, this act. Fine, fine. No, I should have got that because that is really good. Because I always say, you know, the Descent and Tomb Raider are the same. Right. That's why I thought it was a gimme gimme. But I, to be fair. I was thinking to movies. Say, to say no adjacent, right. I say you keep going. I say it's a gimme. No, I say I keep going because that's not right. <laughs> well, you're dead, so it's really up to me. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to she who wieldeth the duct tape. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll tape your head on. Thank you. Thank You'll you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep going. Here we okay. go. Okay. Question three. Ding, ding. <laughs> the blood gets off the elevator on the ground floor in which haunted hotel? The shiny. The overlock. <laughs> it's the overlock. <laughs> it's not oh, God damn it. She, she got me. <laughs> Fuck you, lady. I was hoping it would happen again and it did. <laughs> Sweating and I'm doing the cry sweat laugh. Oh 
I can I can hear the confidence <laughs> when you say the shining. <laughs> oh, it's so good! Again, <laughs> I, I can't believe it's exactly what happened last time. Uh. It happened again. <laughs> Why am I incapable of saying the Overlook Hotel? <laughs> Okay, see, aren't you it's, glad we invoked the UNGE? I am. I am. I am. Oh, my God. That's the only reason you brought me back. <laughs> no, I see your schemes. No, no it was shitty. It, it, I, I thought the Tomb Raider... I, no, 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 no. You brought. You thought that, and sure, but you brought me back because you wanted to see if I would do it again. And I did, damn it. You fell right into my trap. I fell right into your goddamn trap. <laughs> I, I just you're... nudged you and you fell down those icy stairs on your own. <laughs> <laughs> and now the crystal ball with the fish in it is mine. <laughs> Sitting on top of your treasure box. That's right. You know what? It's in service of a femme troll, so I support you. Okay. <laughs> I support you. Wow, that's good shit. You got me again. Gotcha. He got me again. Oh, my God. I don't care what happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could it be sadder than that? <laughs> I well, never Casey. win any. I never win anymore. I mean, I've won like once in the last two months. I, I don't know. I used to be pretty good at this. And now. Ugh. You won Chops Press Extreme. Yeah. Okay. Right? Sure. The one that doesn't count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay all right but you have a chance to win today i, and I do. think you will i think you will because all these are so easy mm. um and and you have two new categories thank you very much okay i don't feel as bad now that i know that someone was loading in both adjacents and well and dead ends that I she knew that. my brain couldn't drive through <laughs> So, so your returning category, Stacy, is quote me, mommy, in which I begin a horror film quote, and you have to complete the quote and identify the film of, of which it is from. Your two new categories: you have terrible tykes, cool it. I said tykes, in which uh, you you it alternates. You either name the movie or the evil child, the monstrous child as mm. described um or the jason special part two that's right jason helped us out with the necronomalogue again with the, the second one so i said jason if you want to make a chopping block category have at it uh and he made the jason special part two the stacy experience and these are all horror films concerned with in one way or another stacy's uh, oh dear i don't know any stacy's well, you might say that now, but I think you'd get all of these. So. So what you're saying is you came up with one new category. Okay. <laughs> that membership medal is mine. <laughs> <laughs> My silence there was the sound of me falling into the wharf. 
splash. Yeah. <laughs> the crescent, the crescent stamp has been issued on my forehead. The blood has fallen. I have fallen into the dock, and now you laugh as as I say I'm going to tell on you, <laughs> and you stamp at my fingers. She stomped that little boy's <laughs> finger. Tried to crawl out, and she stomped on his fingers. I wouldn't have done it if he said he was going to tell on me. I mean, <laughs> she has a point. She does. So. She does. <laughs> and you do as well. I wrote one new category. Your categories are quote me mommy, terrible tykes, cool it, I said tykes, or the Jason special part two, the Stacy experience. Listen, I live the Stacy experience every day. <laughs> still stacy and i gotta say it's uh full of well it's fine okay uh um well i wanted to do it last week and i didn't so i think that means i have to do it this week oh so i'm gonna save the stacy experience and the tykes and I'm going to go with the other one. The quote me mommy. Quote me. Yes, mommy. <laughs> I love how much you distance yourself from the title <laughs> of the category <laughs> every time it comes up. <laughs> okay, so in this tag category, uh, which is called quote me mommy, I begin the horror quote. I'm literally just going to say the words and then stop. Okay. I'm not going to say blank because I don't want to trick you by having that blank in there i'm just gonna say the i'm gonna say the beginning of the quote and you just finish it sometimes it's just a couple words sometimes it's more than a couple words and i have to to name the movie you have to complete the quote and name the movie but these are all very well known i think you're gonna get these okay all right Mm -hmm. all right all right here we go quote me mommy question one or quote one i guess we all go a little. Oh, oh, mad sometimes. Psycho. Ding, ding, ding. Well done. Okay. I would have also accepted Scream uh, because they say it in Scream too. but quoting Psycho. Well done. Well done. Well done. I almost said okay. we all go a little mad down here, but that's like Psycho plus it. <laughs> if you had phrased it in that way, Psycho plus it, <laughs> then I would have also <laughs> given that to you. <laughs> It's a mashup answer. <laughs> right. There As the most trivia finds uh, legally binding. Okay. Oh, this is Quote. hard. Even though that's, it's easy, but it's hard. Okay. Oh, you're going to get this one in a fucking second. I know you. Question. Quote two. Quote two. Thank you very much. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Night of Living Dead. Ding, ding, ding. Well done. Well done. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready for quote three? Sure. <clears throat> the most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot. And uh, having sex on a waterbed. Pieces. Fucking on a waterbed. Pieces. Making love on a waterbed. <laughs> you know what? I will allow it. Doing it on a waterbed. The correct line is... And fucking on a waterbed at the same time. Oh, well, that's But you it, did though. say the most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot and having sex on a waterbed. But that's not the quote, though. 
Oh, well, then you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> engaging in coitus. Oh, no. Yeah. The most beautiful thing in the world is engaging in coitus on a water <laughs> Smoking pot and engaging in coitus. Yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> cool. That's a great way to end it. <laughs> so you didn't win. <laughs> Well, I mean, I can't give a Cliff's Notes version of the quote. It has to be the quote. Yeah, I, it was close enough. I was going to let you continue. You gave me a no adjacent admittance with Tomb, Ra- Tomb, Tomb Raider. Well, Tomb Raider's a video game. I that's did true. say properties. That's true. And pieces. Of, oh, yeah. That's why you said properties that's was to try to, to try to to try to uh, reveal the curtain, the possible curtain in my brain that I could have accessed. Right. Oh, well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just a couple of heads rolling around. <laughs> it's what we deserve. It's true. <laughs> it's all that's left. The world's melting. Roll us into the lake. <laughs> Rhoda. <laughs> please do explode us, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the end of that. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hate the end of the show. Especially you did now it good that last time? Especially now that I'm mad. That I lost. Mad? I'm oh, mad that mad. I lost. I'm you're mad. mad that you couldn't remember the correct line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm mad that I got it wrong and lost. Oh, well. There's always next week. There's always next week. We'll be back with something presumably a show uh, <laughs> maybe an episode <laughs> yeah who knows um i don't know so uh you know you can follow us on social media we're pretty bad at it whatever mm-hmm. com. you can watch the necronomologue uh Hell episode yeah. one you can like and subscribe i don't know don't like things whatever you know what to do like there are no call to actions here only very vague suggestions honestly 126 (laughs) episodes plus this is just number 126 we don't even number like the threatening episodes or or, the gayster pieces or the gayster pieces or or the very special episodes exactly so we've done like 140 probably episodes at least maybe closer to 150 i think we're closer to 150 like does anybody need me to tell them to subscribe on iTunes? Yes, like, no. because they just started listening because of the they heard Mike's big accent and they heard you and they fell in love with you and they said, "I want more. Give me a, more of that good old goody pee." <laughs> I will say, I do love that goody. Long time ago, hundred like a hundred episodes ago, still survives. Least. Goody still survives. I said, I wish that we could bring back Goody. Why does no one call me Goody Ponder? Mm-hmm. People still call me Goody Ponder now. So thank you, listeners who engage in this. For real. Uh, it pleases me. I sent you mail and I addressed it to Goody Ponder. And that's the one thing that never came to you. <laughs> <laughs> so the post office also hates witches. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, uh... Wow, 
for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.